Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Sunday, the 8th of November, 2009. Let's go ahead and get some of our contact information out of the way. If you would like to contact me, you can do so a couple of ways. The easiest way is to go ahead and send me an email or an MP3. And you can send that to firearmscafe at gmail.com. And again, that's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Or you can go over to Gun Rights Radio Network forums and leave me a, a message or a comment over on the Firearms Cafe section. There is a way there that you can send me a personal message. But if you're going to do that, it's probably a little bit easier just to go ahead and send it directly to me at firearmscafe at gmail.com. All right, now that we've got that stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and get on with the rest of the show. On today's show, I'm going to talk about the experience that my wife and I had at a, uh, what I would call a first shots type program. And the program that we attended here in Arizona, it was put on by Arizona Women's Shooting Association. And I'll make sure to give all the contact information and everything at the end of the show. And I'll actually put it in the show notes so that if you go to the website, uh, I'll, I'll make a put on, on the post. Will be I'll do all the links and everything. So you'll be able to go there and check them out. Uh, but again, what this program is, it's a way for uh, primarily to get women who have never shot or who maybe don't really have or who have shot but don't really have a lot of experience with firearms and want to just make sure that if I am going to handle a firearm, if I'm going to have a gun in the home, I want to be able to have it safely. I want to know how to shoot it properly. Okay, let's go ahead and take a quick musical break. And when we come back, we'll pick up with the rest of the show. Hope you guys enjoy this song. Everybody's gonna dance Everybody's gonna move that beat The beat, everybody's gonna dance Everybody's gonna move that beat 
So you could either bring your own gun to this, or they would provide you guns that you could shoot there. And they had 22s and uh, 9mm, and I think they may have had 38 for the uh, for people to shoot. Uh, the instructors, or the primary instructors, were all women, and a couple of their husbands were there uh, to help, and there was a couple other male instructors, but they really, they took a back seat to the female instructors, because it was it was a women's program, and my wife had wanted me to come with her, uh, more as just a support type thing, and uh, I was really glad that I did. We'll I'll talk about how she did and some of her experiences a little bit later. Uh, but first of all, let's talk about what the seminars are that, that they had. Uh, it was divided up into two sessions, I guess you would say. And this all took place uh, on, on Saturday. And it was from about, uh, probably got started around 8 and we were done right before 2 o'clock. So, and then there was a lunch break in there as well. But uh, the size of the group of women that were there, there was about probably, I would say, 20, 20 22 women that were there. Half of them at first went down to the range, and that's the group that my wife was in. The other half stayed and did the, the classroom session, and the classroom session was actually a seminar on uh, the refuse to be a victim, uh, and I think that's an NRA program. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that, but first let me talk about uh, the range experience. So what happened was is we go over to the range where they're going to shoot, and they first uh, go over the gun rules and gun safety, and then they go over, and everybody's sitting on some some bleachers. And then, when it, right before it's time to shoot, what everybody does is they go and they all sit down at a table, all all the different benches at the range, and there are unloaded guns. If they have magazines, the magazines are out. And what they do is they have everybody sort of look at the guns and just uh, become familiar with what the name, you know, this is the grip, this is the barrel, this is a magazine, this is, you know, and, and so the instructors go over all that stuff for them. They talk about how to, you know, what's going to happen when you shoot, how do you load it, this type of thing, and so they go over all the basics before they ever do anything. And one thing that I thought was kind of neat was the instructor, uh, the main instructor said, this is what I want you to say every time you pick up the gun. I want you to say, my gun is pointed in a safe direction and my finger is off the trigger. And the reason that she wanted them to do that was because so that becomes ingrained. And she uh, and she had talked a little earlier about, well, what is a safe? What does it mean to be in a safe direction? And why do you have your finger off the trigger? That type of thing. Uh, they went over stuff. How do you check to see if it's loaded? Things like that. This is just a very basic, very uh, initial, very the, the primary step you'd want to take. When it came time for them to actually shoot, they they uh, if there was it was a revolver, the the person would place the ammunition in the cylinder, but they wouldn't close it. They would wait till an instructor came in and make sure that they had loaded it properly. And if it was a magazine, then the instructor again would come by and make sure that it had been loaded properly. Or if they had some questions about, well, is this really how I do it, or how do I hold it, this type of stuff. And then they talked about, okay, before we, we shoot, you know, this they talked about sight alignment. They talked about what's the difference between the front sight and the rear sight. So all in all, really good thing. And then everybody got to shoot. And, of course, a lot of people were nervous. My wife was really nervous at first, but what she did is she followed all the instructions. And it turns out 
that she was probably one of the best shots there. And you have to remember, my wife was brought up in a um, environment of that, you know, guns are unsafe and guns are bad and nobody should have a gun. And, you know, it's the thing, it's kind of that attitude of, if it weren't for guns, we wouldn't have hardly any crime. There wouldn't be anything, and it's the gun's fault. And so that's a lot of programming that she was going to have to overcome that she had been brought up with for years and years and years. And and the reality of it is, is she had never touched a firearm until we met. You know, she had years and years of built-in, uh, I don't want to say programming, but basically built-in and a built-in aversion to firearms. And she was able to get over it pretty quick. And, and I would recommend, again, if anybody, for their wife, if you want to take them shooting, it's not that you can't take them out and you can't be kind and you can't make their experience a good experience and make it a, a very relaxed experience if you're teaching you know, your wife or your girlfriend or whoever. But it is so much better if they're part of a class because then that's what everybody in the class is doing. And it's all women in the class. There is a huge uh, section of that class that is just like them. That maybe they've only ever shot a gun once or they've never even held a gun. Or they've, you know, they've held them but they've never shot them. It gives them, I think, kind of um, confidence just in being part of that group. And that's not to say that they aren't nervous. And my wife was nervous and... A lot of times, too, you know, we as shooters, we forget that we become used to the noise. We become used to the recoil. We become used to this is how you hold it. This is what you do. And all that stuff kind of becomes second nature to us. But to somebody who's never shot before, it's all brand new. Everything is, uh, you're seeing it with, you know, newborn eyes, so to speak. So they don't know what a magazine is. They don't know which way the ammunition goes in. They don't know any of that stuff because they don't have any they don't have any point of reference. They've never done any of this stuff before. And that's why again I think being in that classroom setting with other people that are are in the same boat as they are really can help build some confidence for them. And they realize, you know, well I'm not the only one. There's other people in here so they're just like me. So I'm part of this group. The first time when she she shot the twenty two, and what's nice about the twenty two, she was shooting a a Ruger Mark II, and of course the recoil is nothing to it. I mean, it's just a little poop, and that's about it. And she was a really good shot. She every shot that she put on target, except for one, they were all in the black. And primarily, she was either in the X ring, or in the uh, ten or the nine. And then she had two, a couple that were in the black. She only had one that was in the seven. Um, you know, if you're looking at like a, a, the ring targets. And the only reason that that one wasn't in the black was because the instructor was having her do something. And this is after she had shot a little bit. The instructor came up and said, okay, and saw how well my wife was shooting, how accurate she was. And said, okay, here's what I want you to do. And she says, every time I say go, I want you to pull the trigger. And so the, the instructor went go 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 that i mean that fast and until you know she shot the magazine empty and again the only reason i think her the uh 
the first time she said go, I think it kind of startled her a little bit. And so she shot a little bit low. And that's the only reason she was down in on the white. But again, she was still in the seven ring. Every other shot was, I think those were in the, uh, in the nine ring. And it was basically one little ragged hole. You know, well, it was maybe about a half inch long. But, you know, you could see the little, they were all the holes were connected together. So I was really proud of her. Now, she also shot, uh, I took my Glock down there because that's what I carry on a daily basis and so she understands that she needs to know how to run that. So I took my Glock down there and she was real nervous about firing it, was real nervous about you know is it going to be so much recoil that it's going to you know fly out of my hand, am I going to be able to control it and you know we may think because we have experience with it that well those that's kind of silly or no you know well of course that's not gonna it's not gonna you know jump out of your hand or anything but again as a first-time shooter those are things that you know that she and some of the other women too that i heard uh, that they had concerns with uh, and again it was i just it was a really good program it was just the type of thing that my wife needed in order to be introduced and and to come away with it with a good experience to come away with it knowing that that firearm is something that isn't going to control her that she is going to control it and she also understands that by knowing how to properly use the firearm and how to safely use the firearm nobody's going to take that away from her another thing after after the, the, the whole program was over and on the ride back, we were talking, she was talking about, well, I need to, and she was actually had came to this realization pretty much right after the range time. She was like, you know what, I really need to practice more. I need to understand how to manipulate this, these, these firearms a lot better than I do now. So she understands and knows, you know what, I just took the first step. And I've got a lot more steps to go to where I can become proficient, to where if somebody did break into the house and they bashed me over the head with a shovel or a baseball bat or a lead pipe or whatever, that she could then access the firearm and defend me and defend my family. Again, I, this, this type of program, I, I can't stress it enough, um, is the probably the best way to introduce somebody who's new. Now, and... I had done like a real kind of a, oh, like a quick tips episode if I borrow a little bit from Alex over at, at his podcast. I talked about, well, how do you get that, you know, that person that you, you care about or your loved one to go ahead and do that? And believe me, it was hard for me to get her to do it. But once, once she saw that I really wanted her to do that and that I thought it was something that could number one, just make her safer because we do have firearms in the home. She was willing to do it. And I, you know, I'd even said, look, you know, make this my birthday present or my Christmas present that you'll go and you'll do this. And I think that's a good way to do it. Uh, a good way to get somebody to go who may be a little hesitant. Kind of the long and short of the training thing is, I think what's going to happen is she and I are going to start looking for some, uh, some good training groups to go to. And the, um, that what is the name of that group again? Uh, Arizona Women's Shooting Association. They meet up at Ben Avery, I think, on oh Wednesdays, and I forget what other day they do, but I, I know Wednesday was one for sure where they go. And they, and when they do that, 
they do a lot of movement and drills and things like that. And so she may go to a few of those. The only problem is, if you look at where Ben Avery is and you look at where we live, we live like 50 miles away from it. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big haul. And she may be willing to do that at first um, until she gets to where she feels a little bit more comfortable. And then we may be able to find some training here that's closer. Or, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe uh, and that may be something that, you know, some of you other guys may run into as well, is that, you know, you may have to, Maybe the, maybe the training is, you know, 50 or 100 miles away. And in order to do that, you may have to make that commitment in time and in gasoline and in some, a little bit of money to get to where both of you, and I include myself on this stuff too with the training. I need, I'm woefully inadequate when it comes to training. I need to get some good training for myself as well. But it's going to be a lot more fun for me knowing that my wife will be there with me. And on the way back, you know, we talked again about several things that here's where we're deficient. Um, and this is what we need to know how to do, you know, if somebody comes into the house. And we had talked about this stuff briefly. And we had had a couple of different plans and different things. But I think now that she's going to be a little bit more active, we can really kind of bring our household up to speed and get it to where it needs to be just from a, a basic safety standpoint of if someone does come into the house, you know, what do we do? If A, B, and C happens, you know, do, do we have a plan for each one of those things? Now, also, like I said, the, the second part after lunch, we went into the classroom and they did that Refuse to Be a Victim program. And again, this was primarily geared towards women. and uh, But I got to sit in. and uh, it, But it was a really good class. And it could have been uh, a little bit more detail, but again, you got to realize this is only about an hour and a half, maybe two hours that we're in there, and there are so many things that could be covered. You know, there's a lot of questions that were asked. You know, and that's one thing that I noticed that was a lot different than in other uh, training that I've been in in the past and um, classes that I've been in, in the past where it's been primarily men. Women, especially if they're in, a, it seemed like to me from my observations, if they were in a group of other women and they felt comfortable, they asked a lot more questions and they weren't afraid of asking a question and and looking silly or looking foolish. They would say, well, I don't understand this or why is it called this or why would you do that? And I saw that all day. And I think, you know, we could, as fellas, could learn a lot from taking a page from their book is if we got to, we got to be willing to say, well, if I don't know something, I, I don't have to, you know, BS my way through it. I can just ask the question. And I, again, I've, I've made this observation before on a previous podcast because in, in uh, my job when I was in probation, we had uh, several female trainers. And uh, we also had to do stuff where, and I can't remember what they called it, it was, uh, for lack of a better word, it was like our defensive training programs that we had. But I noticed that the female instructors, if you did ask a question that, you know, even if, you know, even if she thought, oh, you should know that, or why don't you know that, that you never got that kind of attitude. And I've noticed with sometimes with male instructors, they're not willing to do that. They'll, or they'll just say, well, you need to figure that stuff out for yourself type things. And I've actually been in training where I've had people say that. And uh, and it, it sort of defeats the whole purpose of training if that's your instructor's attitude. But anyway, 
getting back to to the program again can't stress enough what a great program that was it was again the exact thing that she needed we accomplished in one day and, and not even really in a day we accomplished in probably in four hours or so what would have taken her and I going out on weekends and you know making sure we find the time and making sure not to blow it off it would have taken us five or six weekends to get accomplished what we got in four or five hours I also want to let you guys know how proud of my wife that I am and some people out there would say ah, it's not that big a deal she just went to a, uh, a shooting program and learned how to shoot for the first time you know it's no big deal but what I want you to do and this goes out to you fellows out there that think a lot of times oh it's not it's not a big deal why can't you just understand this is just a tool you know it's, it's an inanimate object it's not gonna hurt you if you use it right blah 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 well what I want you to do is think of the thing that you're most afraid of if that's jumping out of an airplane think about you having to go do that if that is that you're afraid of uh, picking up a rattlesnake or a cobra think about doing that because that's the level of fear that my wife had and that a lot of people men and women alike are gonna have when it's gonna be their first time it's something that's unknown to them it's something that's gonna be brand new uh, and again this is why it's so important if you can get into a class it'll be the best money you ever spent I guarantee you that guys and gals that are listening you know whatever your opposite is uh, either your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or boyfriend if they're afraid of firearms get them into a class that's designed for first-time shooters and you'll you'll never regret it it will I guarantee you it'll be the best money that you ever spent on anything's firearm related uh, but getting back to bragging on my wife like I said she shot very well the instructors complimented her and they weren't I now maybe I'm a little biased but I don't think they were just blowing smoke and, and shooting up sunshine she did really well and in fact they had said you know here's what you need to do we'd like you to come back and we want we'd like you maybe to when you get a little bit more comfortable maybe you could think about com some competitive shooting whether or not we'll ever go down that road I don't know um, as she gets more comfortable I'd like us to, to do some of the IDPA stuff and, and some of the other things like that that are out there as far as competition and things. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, let me give you guys the contact information for, I got the pamphlet here. If you're in Arizona, you can contact the Arizona Women's Shooting Association. Their website is www.azwsa.com. You can also email the president. Her name is Carol and I, Rue, R-U-H. She is NRA and DPS certified instructor. And you can email her at, at Carol, which is spelled C-A-R-O-L, at A-Z-W-S-A dot com. And again, that's her email that would go direct to her is Carol, C-A-R-O-L, at azwsa.com and speaking of some other organizations of course there are tons and tons of shows over at uh, gun rights radio network we're adding new podcasts all the time uh, go over listen to those shows pick out one you like um, 
And if you do find one that you like, email the guy, contact him over at the forums. But I tell you what, as a guy that does a podcast, it's nice to have contact through the forums, but it's it's a real pick-me-up. And I know it goes the same for, you know, for Eric. I know it goes the same for, uh, you know, Doc and Ken and Alex. For all of us, it's a real pick-me-up to get an email from somebody, even if it's just saying, hey, I agreed with what you were saying you know, keep up the good work, or if it's, you know, I, I kind of disagreed with that, but, you know, I, and here's my reasons why, but hey, you know, we can agree to disagree on this, blah, blah, blah. So it's always a good uh, a good thing to hear from you guys. Other than that, I think I'm going to draw this show to a close, and I will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Oh, oh before I go, one other thing, and I realized I haven't, I haven't been mentioning it as much as I should be on my, on my late, on my last few episodes. And that is, if you're not a member of the NRA, you need to go out and you need to join. They're the number one organization that's out there. And I've said this before on other shows, the reason you know that they're the number one, listen to, listen to who their enemies are. Okay, listen to the people that are against them. Who are those people? They're the people like Feinstein. They're the people like uh, Pelosi. Um, whenever those people talk about... They say, well, how come there's not more gun control? How come there's not this? How come there's not that? There's, their stock answer, pretty much, whether they believe it or not, their stock answer is it's the NRA. So, again, they're one of our vital tools in helping us not only keep our gun rights, but to further them. So, if you're not a member of the NRA, shame on you. Uh, stop this podcast right now and go join up, and then you can come back and listen to the rest. I'll wait. All right, now everybody's back and they've done that. So I'm glad everybody who's listening is now a member of the NRA. Other than that, I think, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, don't know if I have anything else extra to say for today. Um, I'll go ahead and pimp my other podcast that I'm doing, which is The Armed Ape. And I'm finding that my time constraints are... With trying to do both shows, it's a little bit harder, uh, but I think I'll be able to. I'm hoping to get a show out for the Armed Ape podcast. It'll be, it'll be episode three, probably, hopefully Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming week. So anyway, take care, guys. And remember, we'll always save a seat for you at our table at the Firearms Cafe. Unless you're the gun dudes, then you have to sit outside in the back down by the pond so that nobody will see, hear, or smell you. What are you cackling at, fatty? Too much pie, that's your problem. Oh, teeny!